Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast episode of Mysterious Headlines. Today, we're going to be talking about some breaking bombshells in the Michael Vaughn case. If you are not currently familiar with the Michael Vaughn case, I highly recommend you go back and listen to my previous podcast episodes. Those have a great deal of detail regarding the Michael Vaughn case and where things kind of started from the beginning, and it'll give you a good foundation before hopping into this podcast episode. So there are two podcast episodes. Um, You'll have to scroll back. I believe the first one was maybe like the end of January, and the second one was sometime in February. So if you scroll back, you can find them, and that'll give you a lot of information in regards to the case. But today we're going to talk about some kind of bombshell things that have come out in regards to the case of missing five-year-old Michael Vaughn. So the first thing is that there was some sort of um, an affair going on, which everyone has kind of questioned that from the beginning. Like, wait, was there, you know, was an affair going on? It seemed highly likely that something was going on. And so now we do have specific information. Um... So there, on this Facebook post, there was this person, this guy that commented, it was like a Facebook post regarding Michael Vaughn missing. And this guy commented, my grandparents are neighbors with them. My grandparents told me the mother lied, saying she went to work, but that she was home all day, the day the boy went missing. My grandparents' doorbell camera said the neighbor didn't even go to work, saw the little boy go into the side door in the garage I think something happened to the little boy 30 minutes later and the mother drove her car in into the garage later and came back 10 minutes or sorry the mother drove her car into the garage left and then came back 10 minutes later so this was some guy commenting on like a post about Michael Vaughn being missing and then um somebody reached out to this guy to like follow up with him because he just like commented this on a post so then someone messaged and she said so the camera captured all of that garage movement and he said yes referring to his grandparents doorbell camera she said wow did they give it to law enforcement and he says yeah police department last summer she said well which vehicle did she get into there are three vehicles and he said a black vehicle and then she says I didn't know that they gave that they have a black vehicle. Do you know if it was a car, or a truck, or SUV? And he says an SUV. And this person found out that a coworker that also works um, at the same place because Brandy and Tyler both worked at Albertsons. They worked opposite shifts. She always said that, oh, we're working opposite shifts, so someone can always be with the kids. And one of the co-workers there drives a black SUV. And so then there was another message where um, she um, sent to this co-worker at Albertsons saying, were you at work that day or is everything secondhand info? She said, no, she was covering, referencing Brandy, Brandy was covering my normal shift, so I was off. Jesse and Casey were the ones who were there. 
Casey took the call. Jesse, who's who knows Brand, who's known Brandy for about ten years, went to get her and tell her what was going on and leave. He and I are close friends. So basically, this person was saying no. Brandy was covering my normal shift, so I was not at work. This person, unnamed person, was not at work. But Jesse and Casey were there. And Casey was the one that took the call from Tyler, supposedly, saying, Ah, Michael, like, he's gone. I don't know where he is. And then um, Jesse, who apparently has known Brandy for 10 years, knows her really well, was the one that went to get Brandy to tell her, like, Michael's gone. Something's going on. And so this definitely, you know, kind of tells us there was an affair going on because the black SUV is a co-worker's SUV. Um, The co-worker that was not there because Brandy was covering her shift. So she was able to go over to the house. She was able to go see Tyler and apparently from people that live there, she, this lady looks very similar to Brandy. She has a similar, she has similar facial features, similar hair. So someone just kind of from the corner of their eye, seeing, seeing someone like that move, like the grandparents did, or maybe later looking on their doorbell camera, that was probably the coworker who Tyler was having an affair with coming into the house and then them leaving together. Now the question is, if they're leaving together, you know, what is happening with the kids? Are the kids just home alone? We don't know. I mean, we we can confirm that the oldest, B, um, the oldest daughter, she was at band camp all day until about 3.30 in the afternoon. So we, and we can, we have confirmed that she was gone all day. So we know that. Um, And then the J, the younger um, son, the younger teenage son, he was home all day and the baby was home all day. So there were at least the two kids home all day. Well, and Michael, three kids. So if he's like going off with them, um, like, or going off with this mistress lady, then what is happening to the kids? We don't know. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, So, and if you look at photos, this lady does look very similar to Brandy. You know, she's not identical, but she's similar, like I said, to where if you saw from the corner of your eye, you would think like, okay, yeah, um, probably. So then there was a follow-up. And so, as I told you, that guy had made the post, made a comment on the Facebook post. So then this lady fault like replies to him a little bit later, some time later. And she says she was absolutely at work saying, Brandy, I was at her job just an hour before hearing her baby was missing. Shame on you. So this lady's calling this other guy out, like, shame on you. She was at work. And he says, I also was at Albertson's and didn't even see her working. And she says, this lady says, well, I did along with several other people. Sorry, you weren't paying attention. So then there's like confusion, like, 
because, you know, this lady's saying like, yes, he was definitely at work or she was definitely at work. She was there. I, you know, I was there just an hour before, you know, finding out that her son was missing. And he says, you know, this guy says, well, I went into Albertsons. Like I went in to go grocery shopping and I didn't see her. Um, she says, well, no, like she was there. Um, and so again, you know, the lady that Tyler was having an affair with looks very similar to Brandy. And so there was definitely an affair going on. Now there's more, there's more than just that. Um, There's also some, um, like, recordings that have come out of Brandy, like, yelling. And I'm talking full-on yelling, not like a, oh, my goodness, but like a full-on, ah, yelling at the youngest. So the youngest child is about two and a half. Now, um, when she went missing, or when Michael went missing, the baby was a little younger, um, but... There is audio of her yelling at the baby, cussing, like, F word, F this, F that. Cussing at the baby, saying, if you don't stop this, I'm going to strangle you. And this goes on for, like, you know, 15, 20 seconds. And then at the drop of a hat, Okay, I'll let you be. Goes from a complete rage, yelling, cussing, to, okay, I'll just let you be. It is bizarre. It is bizarre. And definitely concerning that she is yelling at her children like that. I mean, she's yelling at the baby like that. I can only imagine some of the things she's done to Michael, like yelling-wise. And, you know, and how, how do you not believe that she hasn't put her hands on those kids if that's how she's just talking with them. Like, it's it's appalling. It's truly appalling. Truly and utterly appalling. Um, and it makes me, like, so concerned for those other kids in the house. Now, we, if you're familiar from before, it is a blended family. So the older two kids, the teenagers are Brandy's kids from a previous marriage. So she was married to another guy like 10 years ago, and those are kids from her previous marriage. And so they spend some of the time with her, some of the time with their father. Then uh, Michael and the youngest daughter are the two kids that she had with Tyler, who she currently lives with. So Michael and the youngest daughter are her and Tyler's children, and the older two are um, from her previous marriage. So it's a blended family situation. And one of the things before Michael went missing was he had kept telling his parents, I really want a puppy, I really want a puppy, I really want a puppy. And they were apparently going to get a puppy. They were apparently, like, looking into adopting a puppy 
and going forth with that. And they had found one that they were going to adopt. And things were kind of lined up for them to go adopt the puppy. And then Michael went missing. And one of the first things Brandy said was, okay, you know, we can't get that puppy. You know, that was Michael's thing. Michael wanted a puppy. He desperately wanted one. So now we can't get that puppy. You know, there's no way we're going to get that puppy now. When, when we find Michael, then we can get a puppy, but not until then. And she was adamant about this from day one. And then yesterday, she's, she's in a video with some other people chatting, casually chatting, and says, oh yeah, we're adopting a puppy next week. Like, we're so excited. The other kids are so excited to get a puppy. And yet, that was always Michael's thing. We can't get a puppy until Michael comes home. But now they're getting a puppy. Which, in my opinion, they know exactly where Michael is. They know exactly what happened to him. They know exactly where he is. And they're just trying to cover up and hide for as long as they can. Like, that's just what they're trying to do. And I think their only coping mechanism, like, because you think, well, how could someone go this long? It's it's approaching a year. July will have been a year since he went missing, and we're getting closer to July. And you can ask yourself, well, how can someone go that long? How can someone, you know, go that long hiding a giant secret? Well, I think at this point I figured out their coping mechanisms or maybe not coping mechanisms because they're not really coping with anything. I mean, they're, but their mechanisms, their hiding mechanisms is that they just get in everybody else's face. They yell at everybody else. They make everybody else the problem. And they, they, they just make a big to do about anybody that asks them questions, anybody that wants to press anything. Because if there's just noise, general noise then it it takes everything away from them it then people can't be questioning them if they if they just start pointing fingers if they start saying oh you are ridiculous and and you need to like stop talking and if they ban people from their facebook group and if they you know, block people on their cell phone, and if they just cause all this noise, then there's nobody, it's harder for people to point fingers back at them, it's harder for people to, you know, to do that, it really is, and so I think that's their, like, their, their tool, if you will, maybe not a great one, but that, I think that's the only thing that they're working with, is just trying to be loud in response to anybody and anything and hoping that it distracts people enough. Now, they also have said, Brandy and Tyler, well, Brandy said it, she said that her and Tyler are planning to get married in September. They are not currently married. They've been together like nine years and she had made comments before like, oh yeah, you know, we've talked about, you know, getting married but no we you know not now not now you know maybe after Michael's found we'd think about it 
again, similar to the puppy thing. You know, not now, but then all of a sudden, oh, yep, we're getting married in September. You know, we decided we're going to do it. And yeah, we know Michael's still missing, but, you know, we're still going to get married because it's what we want to do. And just the thought of that, like, how could you even think about having a wedding or, you know, getting married, which is a step of moving forward and moving on in life when your son is still missing. And the only way that could be possible is you know exactly what happened to him and you know exactly where he is. You know, that's it. That is truly it. Um, And it's, it's sickening. It's sickening that they're letting this go on for as long as it is, you know? And part of me thinks, well, at some point, at some point they have to crack. At some point, they have to crack and just be like, oh my gosh, this is what happened. We know where he is. Like, you know, you 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 think that that might have to happen at some point. But it's also, like I said, we're getting close to a year and that hasn't happened. And it's hard to know what law enforcement is doing behind the scenes. Because obviously, law enforcement doesn't, doesn't tell you everything that's going on when there's a case that they're working on, they, you know, there's a lot of things they keep close to the vest. They keep tight-lipped for a very good reason. You know, they can't just put all information out into the public eye because, of course, that would compromise the case. But it makes it hard because to us, it seems like nothing's going on. People reach out to law enforcement, the Fruitland Police. People reach out to the FBI, which is apparently working with the Fruitland Police Department. And get no response. You know, we don't get anything back from them. They don't tell us anything. And so it makes us think that they're just not doing their job. And obviously, we we have evidence and proof that Fruitland Police Department is, you know, is completely, you know, has completely mishandled this case from the beginning. We know that because people have called in with viable tips and they've been given all sorts of extra information that they did not deserve to hear. And there, there's a lot of things that we know this case has been mishandled from the beginning. So there's no doubt about that. But we have to question, are they actually doing things behind the scene? Do they see all of this? Do they see all the tactics that Brandy and Tyler are using? Do they see everything that's going on? Like, are they seeing right through that and they're just trying to put together the final pieces of the puzzle? to bring everything down or are they just sitting there twiddling their thumbs it's hard to know we have to hope that they're doing something behind the scenes but we we truly don't know it's it's hard to say what they're doing but from my perspective and the information that I have been able to see and get access to is that Brandy and Tyler know exactly what happened to Michael they know exactly where he is and they're just trying to stay innocent as long as they possibly can because they know that they know that they're guilty they know and they're worried they're worried about people getting information and so that's why their quote-unquote tool is just yelling and screaming at anybody that tries to come near them and they think, well, if we just make a big scene, then 
and we pointed at other people, oh, these people are being ridiculous, then the attention is going to be off of us. And so that's truly what the only thing they know how to do. And it's the walls, the walls are closing in. You know, information is being gathered, things are being found out, and the walls are closing in on them. And they're not going to be able to hide very much longer because all this information is coming to light. And, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all coming down on them. And I think there's a couple scenarios here with how this ends. And because you think, well, okay, how is this going to come to a culmination? How is, you know, how are Brandy and Tyler going to be like prosecuted or arrested in regards to Michael's disappearance? How are things going to actually move forward? And I think there's a couple angles of what could happen. One angle is that an investigative journalist gets on this case and they have had a little bit of media coverage, not much. They've had only a tiny bit of media coverage because they've refused, honestly, to have much media coverage, which also tells you they know what happened to him, they know where he is. But if there was an investigative journalist that got back on this case or started on this case, if they've never been on this case before, but if they got an investigative journalist on this case, someone that's going to drive to Fruitland, that's going to drive to the police department and knock on the police department headquarters door and say, hey, I want answers. What's going on here? And they drive to Brandy and Tyler's house, knock on the door and say, hi, tell me what's going on here. I demand answers. That's what investigative journal, a good investigative, sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. That's what a good investigative journalist would do. And they really, a good investigative journalist can get to the root of the case and the pieces of information that are required. And what they could do is they could really kind of blow up some of these pieces of information into the mainstream because Brandy and Tyler, they don't want people knowing about the stuff that we know. And I don't even think that they know that there's people out here that, I mean, obviously they know people know about, you know, them getting married because they said that on the public forum and getting a puppy. They said that on the public forum, but I don't think they know people know about the affair. I don't think they know people know about some of these other intricacies of the case. And the minute that any of that went public, then I think law enforcement would law enforcement would see that and law enforcement would then be required to act. So I think that's one possibility of how things could kind of go down here is with an invest good investigative journalist. Also, if Michael was found, I sadly don't think he's alive anymore. For a while, I did think he was alive. For a while, I thought he might be alive. He might be kept somewhere and they were going and visiting him. But I I honestly, I don't think that we can be close to a year in and he still be alive somewhere. I just don't think that that's possible. 
So sadly, I don't think he's alive anymore. But if we found his body, if his body was discovered and found relatively soonish, obviously that could culminate the case. There's, you know, obviously DNA and um, cause of death and all of that that comes into play when the body is found or when a body is found that could then kind of bring culmination to the case. But I, I don't know how likely it is, how soon it is that someone will find the body because there's not active searches going on. Their law enforcement's not doing active searches there. Um, the community that I'm a part of is trying to see if they can organize some searches with some people that live nearby. Um, I mean, our community had offered before to um, go search and had asked the mom, hey, you know, if we come and search, can you help tell us where to go? And she was like, no, we don't want you to waste your time. Another thing that just adds to they know what happened to him, they know where he is. But no, we don't want you to waste your time. And so, you know, she's told that repeatedly to multiple people. I don't want you to come and waste your time. And she plays it off as, well, all those spots have been searched. All those roads have been searched. So, you know, it truly would be a waste of your time because we know he's not there. But obviously, if, if you know, seasons change. Things reveal themselves. Like, things are not the same And plus, if you're truly a grieving mother that has lost their son and does not know where your son is, you would be searching every road a hundred times if it meant to find him. So, but the community I'm a part of is trying to organize searches absent from any, um, from, um, anything with the mother, not even, you know, telling the mother about it at all, but just trying to organize searches, um, or a search on their own. Obviously there's certain places you can search, um, and certain places you can't search, um, without like law enforcement, but, um, just general areas, um, general farm land areas and farm roads can certainly be searched, um, And I don't think Michael's very far from home. I really don't. I think he's probably pretty close to home and wherever he is. Um, But I think the more likely is that an investigative journalist gets on this case. And that's what we're working on in our community is reaching out to investigative journalists to, you know, to show them some of the information that we've become privy to and say, you know, We need someone to help crack this case open and really, like, really work with this. So that's what we're trying to do um, is get someone on this case to um, really help bring this to a close. And I think a good good investigative journalist can do that. I've seen some really great investigative journalists on other cases that they've, you know, they are so brazen that, you know, they just walk right up to the person or walk right up to the department and they just stand there until they get any sort of a response. And, you know, and and people know too that people know that they can't just necessarily blow off 
a journalist, an investigative journalist, because, you know, that's not something you can just easily do. And they also know that whatever they say is going to be turned into a news story or a newscast. And so it's, it, it can be powerful. So that's kind of where things are now. But I think, I think before the year mark of July, I think this case will be cracked open. That, those are my thoughts. But I truly think that before the year mark is here, which is July 27th, I think this case will be cracked open. And, and multiple people have said this too, and I've said it too, but if it comes out in the end where Brandy and Tyler were not involved at all, and Michael truly did go missing or truly was abducted, I will eat my words and I will happily apologize to everybody and say, I am so sorry. If that's the case, I will be happy to apologize. But that's not the case. I am 99% confident Brandy and Tyler are involved. They know exactly what happened to him and they know exactly where he is. And they are holding out because they know that they are innocent. Or no, they know that they are guilty. They want to try and pass it off that they are innocent. But I think the them getting married too plays into it because, oh, well, if we stick together, then, you know, seemingly nothing can happen. But they're going to go down together. <laughs> they, they will. Um, they're going to go down together. So I would love to know your thoughts surrounding all of this information that I just shared with you. Kind of, I, I call it bombshell information because when I first heard it, I, my jaw dropped and I, I was furious. You can always chime in on the conversation on Twitter at MYS headlines and on Instagram, MYS headlines pod. I would love to know what you think, what your thoughts are, where you think this case goes from here. If you are interested in helping out with this case in the sense of reaching out to investigative journalists to get their attention on this case, you can DM me on Twitter. Again, it's MYS Headlines. You can send me a direct message and I will get back to you with ways that you can help do that um, if you would like to be a little bit more involved in this case because that's what we're currently working on is reaching out to investigative journalists trying to get their ear to go to Fruitland to cover this case tooth and nail and reveal some of these things to the general media. So if you would like to do that, help with that. Um, You don't have to live in Idaho. You can live anywhere in the world um, and help with that. Um, It'll just be like reaching out, um, you know, in different ways. Direct message me on Twitter at MYS Headlines. Until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this podcast with people you know, and thank you for continuing to share missing person posters of all the missing people. Thank you.